selling again the pickaxes to the gold miners they bought one of their own pickaxes now building darwin helping e-commerce brands get smarter increase average checkout price you know increase lifetime value of checkouts you know where where should product one go if it's a hiker looking on an rei site they've scaled to about 36 customers paying a grand a month so call it 30 36 grand a month right now in revenue team of four based in new york kind of spread out throughout the state bootstrapped which i love too early to talk about economics but growing rapidly Hello, everybody. My guest today is Frank McDermott. He is an entrepreneur and technologist, launched hundreds of sites, 50 plus apps, tens of digital products, launched nine businesses, four for himself, and delivered a line of high-end beverages to the market and consulted in the finance and tech industries. A lot of experiences now building a company called Darwin. That's Dar.win. Frank, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. How the hell do you decide what to focus on? Yeah. Uh, You know, it's been a very interesting career and I've had a lot of um, exciting opportunities the kind of thread I found is just being able to bring products to market in different industries, different technologies, and we've gotten really good at that. So um, when we decided to start Darwin, we really kind of uh, had a core competency in e-commerce, we had a core competency in technology and cloud technologies, and we wanted to try something really new, which was bringing machine learning into a production environment. Uh, and so that's kind of where we decided to um, start to ideate on what could we do with that. So, so tell us what the company does. Sure. So uh, Darwin is a suite of products and services that uh, essentially provide personalization for e-commerce. So you install Darwin on your store, and we instantly start tracking and collecting information about the people who visit your site, the things that they look at, the things that they click on, the things that they buy, and put that all into our machine learning models to start to segment that audience and then allow you to start to make product recommendations and predictions on what they're going to want to be interested in, what they're going to want to buy. Um, we take that information uh, and allow the people to segment into doing email marketing, uh, social marketing, and being able to drive uh, those specific segments to specific suites of products. Okay, and, and name some of the data inputs. You're, I mean, so let's let's is like H and M a customer or someone like an H and M a big retailer with an e commerce site? Uh, it would be someone like a big e commerce site. Uh, the way Darwin works is that you know we can scale and have as long as you have a couple of products and a single visitor on your site, we can make a prediction. But really, the way machine learning works is the more uh, information you have, the more training data you have, the better your predictions are going to get. And what Darwin does is actually retrain itself with new testing data every week to kind of accommodate new people that are coming to your store and uh, different types of visitors that are going to be, uh, you know, coming over a period of your season or, or your year or whatever you're doing. That's, that's uh, why I ask, actually. Right. So like when you talk about a prediction, like give me a prediction that Darwin made that a company listened to, made changes and saw more revenue because of it. Well, it's really at the consumer level. So say the analogy that we use, say you're an REI, for example, you might have a customer that's a hiker, you might have a customer that's a climber. Uh, if a person starts looking at hiking stuff, there's a propensity that they're going to want to see more hiking gear and their recommendations and where they see different products and where you're going to be able to advertise different types of products that are associated with both the one you're looking at and ones that they viewed over time. And then you take that to the next level and say maybe that sometimes time uh, there's another similar type of visitor in the future we can catch that propensity earlier and start to make more refined predictions now if where darwin really excels is that that person is both a hiker and a climber over time there's going to be a hybrid of uh, products that we're going to be able to make recommendations on it's not this static linear model uh, of making a recommendation based upon category or type yep and then are you is your business model a pure play SaaS business uh, it's a little bit. Right now, it's both uh, a combination of, of software and uh, dedicated service. 
I think we have a core competency in e-commerce and, and a lot of our customers as they uh, experience and try to implement machine learning, um, you know, we really need to kind of get hands on a little bit um, to both understand their business and how it works and how their data works, but then also how uh, we can best uh, can we implement Darwin within their organization. So if you, I mean, if you look at revenue over the past 12 months and it, as a big pie, what percentage of that was pure SaaS versus kind of you consulting and helping out in professional services? As far as revenue goes right now, it's all SaaS based. Oh, it so, is all SaaS. Yeah. So we are providing essentially, we're kind of in our, our what I'll call our, our secondary beta alpha or kind of more like production <laughs> at the same time. Like we still need uh, a lot of uh, roadmap to kind of grow. So, uh, and as far as this data, what types of customers we're getting and, and what their interests are, how their customers behave, um, this all works with data. So we really have to be open about who we're working with and the types of information that we're getting from them. Once we start to get to a point where we can really um, dial that in and, and be able to implement different services more quickly, um, that's where I think we're going to really start to kind of ramp things up. So, so uh, right now we're working you know, pretty much for free for all of our customers. What, the people that are paying, uh, on average, what are they paying per month or per year to get access to this tech? Sure. Uh, on the low end, uh, you know, our base price on Shopify as an introductory price is twenty nine ninety five a month. But we have customers paying in the thousands, really, depending upon the types of volume that we're getting and the types of predictions that we need to make. Would you say that's more of a fair average, like a thousand bucks a month, something like that? Absolutely. And yeah. really, when we come to actually getting high performance out of the system, and you're going to be in tens or, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, uh, with the hopes that, you do, know, you don't have people at that scale yet, do you? Hundreds of thousands a month? No. Yeah, yeah. But that's the goal, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. When did you launch the company? What year? Uh, we started, we wrote our first line of code in June of 2016. And uh, we launched uh, in beta with our first customer in July of 2017. We ran a six month beta there. Uh, and then we launched in the Shopify app store in November or excuse me, September of 2017. Uh, and we now have an SDK where we're launching uh, through other different e-commerce platforms uh, as of November of this year. And how many customers have you scaled to? Uh, we're in the hundreds now. Okay. All, all kind of free work or most of those are paid? It's a combination. Okay. So if we just look at people that have moved from like free kind of pilot, you like hustling to actually paying for the tech plus you're helping them. I mean, how many are paying? A couple dozen? A couple dozen, yeah, at least. Okay. That's great. How have you, so walk me through kind of how you funded this, right? So did you decide to bootstrap the company or have you raised capital? Uh, no, we bootstrap it. So I run a software development company and we essentially build software products for people. And we've been doing that for 10 years called Caravan Interactive. Through that, we have a propensity and, and a kind of core competency of bringing software products to market. Um, and we've managed hundreds of websites, hundreds of applications, and we build them for startups, for big brands, etc. Uh, it's time to get in the game. Uh, the analogy I've always used is we sold shovels to miners, but now when we decided to get uh, buy our own shovel. Mm-hmm. What's the team size look like today solely dedicated to Darwin? Uh, we have four people solely dedicated. Okay, that's great. So four people, and they're all based in New York? Uh, yes. So they're not here in Brooklyn. There's two in Poughkeepsie and one in Manhattan. That's great. And are you, I imagine it's probably too early. I mean, you're not looking at things like CAC and churn and things like that yet, right? I mean, we have a different, different an understanding of what that is, and we are now at the end the process of trying to investigate why that is, uh, you know, on the Shopify platform, you can install an app and uninstall an app in under two minutes. So there's no like good information wording there, but whereas in our other customers and our, uh, existing, um, other e-commerce platforms, we have a good, 
uh, really long engagements. So we've had the customers now for almost two years. Um, and so it's hard to tell. Hold on, 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 Dar- on Darwin or something else? On Darwin. I thought you said on Darwin the first really paid people was just about a year ago. Sorry, yeah, June 2017. Um, you know, it's a year and a half, I guess. Okay, got it, got it. Got it. Um, no, no, that's helpful. Uh, I, I just want to say, like, you're you're basically in the stages now where you're really you're you're still tinkering, you're figuring some stuff out. You're not like actively trying to optimize for a CAC payback period or something like that. Correct. Yeah, yeah we're, we're yeah. not. Yeah, and now in terms of scale, you mentioned kind of thousand bucks a month is a good kind of average, and if a couple dozen, maybe call it thirty six. I mean, is it fair to say you're kind of in that range of revenue, thirty ish grand a month? Yeah, that's good. What and uh, zero a year ago, right? Correct. And what do you hope to scale to by the end of next year? You know, uh, it's a little tough to tell. Um, our sales cycle, we're still kind of figuring out. Sometimes it's six months. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, quite a bit longer. So I feel like what we're really trying to do now is nail the customers that we want to get. And we have the capacity to kind of just go uh, go fish. Mm-hmm. What uh, of the team of four? Is there one of them like solely dedicated to sales or are they all kind of developers? You? That's, <laughs> That's good. Well, then you're the one that asked this question. Uh, you've got hundreds of people using it, a couple dozen paying. What's your what's the number one growth channel? I mean, how are you finding the customers to sell to? Sure. So uh, it's been varied. Uh, we've done a lot of social media outreach and being able to reach into people who are trying to uh, get into e-commerce for the first time or have an existing kind of client base uh, and they're trying out Shopify. Shopify has been kind of an area where we spent a little bit of time um, in, in our ability to not only get, get normalized data out of it pretty quickly and, and get our installation times down, uh, but also give us access to a large base of customers, uh, do a variety of different uh, marketing campaigns with them. Uh, and essentially right now, you know, through their Shopify partner program, Shopify experts, we're reaching out to all of them. Uh, through Caravan as well, we've had a, an enormous network of agencies who build e-commerce platforms for other people. So we're starting to do a referral business there and a referral model. Uh, and that's where we also were really motivated to kind of bring up our pricing and uh, and get that dialed in a bit more. Uh, and then from there, be able to kind of go and uh, go direct to a consumer or direct to customers uh, themselves. Yep. Sounds good, man. Let's uh, Let's wrap up here, Frank, with the Famous Five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, doing deals was the first one on how to, how to create businesses. That's great. Actually, Hey, related to doing deals. So are you looking at raising any capital fuel growth or no? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the belief I've always had is, is the the money is great to have, uh, when they're asking you for it. Um, it's not something that we're in a position where we have a lot to offer a venture capitalist say right now. Um, and we know enough about software to run this indefinitely. Uh, well, do you, do you know where you would spend money though to drive customer growth or no? Yes and no. So I think we're still figuring out that piece of the puzzle. I mean, the, the product itself is good, although we have a, a lovely roadmap of things we want to do for the next hundred years. Um, when it comes to marketing machine learning to consumers, you know, that's a very ambiguous thing. Our biggest challenge at this point is no one knows how machine learning works or, or even if it does work or if it works for this situation. So there's a lot of experiment that we need to do and a lot of uh, investment up front to be able to kind of uh, not only get them to realize that it is an actual benefit um, and also you know, implement it in order to understand how it can benefit them. Got it. Would you ever consider venture debt? Uh, you know, I, as an entrepreneur, I like to think, consider a deal as a deal. Uh, <laughs> if it's a deal, you know, sure. 
Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, number two here. Uh, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, you know, I definitely have studied a lot of them over the years. Uh, you know, I read the Wall Street Journal every day. And there's always mention of one or two of them in there. So that's um, uh, sometimes a good reference. Sometimes uh, it's also a reference on what not to do. Why do you uh, why do you pick the Wall Street Journal as kind of your morning go to paper? I've been reading it since I've been was 13 years old, so it's just part of my routine now. That's amazing, and you just you feel like it just helps you get ahead. It, it, it's uh, it's the place where I've learned the most about business, besides doing it myself. You see a lot of deals, you see a lot of mistakes, you see a lot of things over time, um, and then not that their reporting is necessarily great or, or unbiased. It definitely is. Uh, not to get too political, but. Uh, the mechanics of business are, are well represented. Yeah, you, you spend most of your time in the business and finance section, huh? Sorry? I said you spend most of your time in the business and finance section, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I love all of it. Um, you know, market stocks, uh, bonds, insurance, healthcare, I'm, I'm all in. That's great. Number three, uh, what billing tool do you use? Uh, we use QuickBooks. Okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, four to six. Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Single, no wife, no kids, no mortgage. That's great, love that. Uh, and how old are you? I'm 40. 40, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? <laughs> uh, just keep trucking. Keep trucking. Guys, there you have it. He's a guy that has been selling, again, the pickaxes to the gold miners. They bought one of their own pickaxes, now building Darwin, helping e-commerce brands get smarter, increase average checkout price, you know, increase lifetime value of checkouts. You know, where where should product one go if it's a hiker looking on an REI site? They've scaled to about 36 customers paying a grand a month, so call it 30, 36 grand a month right now in revenue. Team of four based in New York, kind of spread out throughout the state, bootstrapped, which I love. Too early to talk about economics, but growing rapidly, Frank, thank Thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. Have a great day.